Yes, people, and we're back with another episode of On the Judy. And today, my my guest, I'm gonna list, I'm gonna list some of the things that he's won: two Premier League titles, FA Cup, a League Cup, played at the Euros, played Champions League, and got over 500 career games. Jonathan Lescott, thank you for coming on, bro. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Like, what's going on? What are you up to, man? <laughs> um, at the moment, there's there's a few things going on. Um, I recently became one of the coaches, assistant coaches for the England under twenty ones, and decent. Yeah, that was a that's nice. It was <laughs> nice to say that. Uh, studying to to get a master's degree um, in sporting directorship. Hopefully, that is the case next year. I can pass that. Um, and then obviously punditry and family life and that, and just got a good balance, man. I'm I'm happy where uh, things are at the moment. Man. It's good to see like a retired player with so many things going on normally you know they lose their purpose you know how did you find when you retired how did you find like not having a routine that was the hardest thing I, I never knew how much I relied on that to be honest when I stopped playing like the off season so it was like what four or five weeks and you're thinking yeah this is nice and, <laughs> and then everyone's going back to pre-season and I'm like Ooh. and then the season was starting and it was like really kind of like what am I doing? What, yeah. what can I do? I can't. There's only an hour I can spend at the gym. My family's life continued as it was before. So their routine didn't change. And yeah, I didn't really have a direction I was going to go in. I wanted to play one more season, but it was, uh, so I'd left Sunderland was my last club. Yeah. So I'd left there and I thought, you know what? I'm, I want to play. I, I was in a place where I just wanted to enjoy playing rather than anything else. Um, and then I got asked to go on trial to a couple of teams. I thought, you know what, it's time to retire. Yeah, I just wanted the Prem. I can't trial. Yeah, me? like, and the team just got promoted to um, Sheffield United. So okay, they've just okay. been promoted to the championship. And I don't think all of their players had played in the championship. I was like, yeah, if I'm getting asked to go on trial, it's probably time. <laughs> I called it a day. And then the punditry was kind of an opportunity. And I'm yeah. thinking, I can't go on TV, talk about how to correct, uh, correct things and then being exposed. Potentially being exposed, uh, so I was like, "Yeah, that, that's cool." It and then. No, all good. You say you're studying a masters. What are you studying? Just uh, the courses, obviously, sporting directorship and okay. uh, leadership roles, and how to build cultures and, and stuff like that. And like, growing up, no GCSEs, <laughs> uh, dyslexic. Serious. Like, so, football was the only thing I wanted to do. Um, so now it's like finding this is yeah, it's a little like my comfort zone, but. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Are you getting on with uni? I, I went uni. I hated it. Like first year, loved it. Second and third year, myth. Yeah, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from. I can't say that just in case it affects my grades and <laughs> listening. But nah, yeah, it's not comfortable. Um, so I recently got a, a tutor on top of the support we have and just so I can get an understanding because, again, academic learning is not something I've done for 20 years. But what helps is the other other methods of learning now like it's not just the same way it's not just yeah. textbook reading and writing and kind of thing you can obviously audio formats and stuff like that and everything's online and there's there's loads more ways to learn and absorb information which which I need no decent uh, you said like England coach do you ever join in with them like yeah to last trip yeah we had to join in a couple of times but my Achilles oh my god is <laughs> wild but no to be fair I, I still have a mess about with friends so I can functionally move I can't yeah. move to their level but we um, like my previous role at Man City with the loans we had to obviously do pre-season so there'd be many a day I was joining in with them so 
I could not. I could join in and not embarrass myself. Okay, do I could stand out, but I wouldn't embarrass myself. <laughs> I was going to say because the new generation of kids, they're all like, everyone's got a bit about them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking, are you getting, a, are you getting a nutmeg or? <laughs> nah, nah. I'm not exposing myself <laughs> to them things. Yeah, they, but I know what you mean. Like, there's a mad level of ability now um, that possibly wasn't the case uh, when I was younger or their age. But yeah, it's crazy. How different is it from when you played for England to like now? I've seen it as a coach. I, I don't even I don't see it as a coach I see the perception of and the want to play for England is different I think um, I was aware of everyone kind of not everyone sorry but everyone in the same box but there was a lot of there's a feeling of people wanted us to fail and was waiting for us to fail yeah. and then say oh look they're not as good as they think or this that and the other but I think everybody wants every England fan wants England to do well now yeah you know what I mean I get that feeling when I watch, uh, watch tournaments and see them interact with each other as well the players I think social media is a way of interacting because when I was 21 the only time you've seen the players was on the camp okay, you didn't yeah. have everyone's number yeah, yeah, and yeah. you didn't there wasn't no following on Twitter or Instagram so you couldn't see them you've just seen them when you're there and yeah. you build up a relationship for like 10 days and then you go away for a couple of months and then you come back so you never really had a true relationship with anyone but now it's different yeah. they see play for all bigger diverse group of teams which I think helps to fan base as well because I think when it's certain teams like Chelsea Liverpool they don't want to support Liverpool players teams playing for England they might say they do but they don't want their, <laughs> the Liverpool player to be man of the match yeah. or the United player but when it's five six seven teams representing England it's like oh now we can all we can all want them to do well so what you're saying is like it's more United as it was 100% I, I think if you look at say Jack Grealish everybody loves Jack Grealish yeah. and then he went to City and his first game he's getting booed he'd never <laughs> been booed before so why why are we booing him now yeah. just because he's gone to Man United he's, he's the same person he was I mean Man City he was the same person he was last week <laughs> but again it's just different I think when you have a bigger diverse number of teams playing for England and in the squad I think it helps the support okay okay it's a good way I've never yeah. thought of it like that yeah. but um Let's talk about your upbringing. Grew up in Birmingham. Birmingham is quite no notoriously known for like, you know, like being like rough and yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of shooting stabbings and all that, kind of like London. Did you grow up in like a rough part of a... No, like my, my area was was okay. The school was, again, the area that mum brought us to. Um, it was it was nice. It wasn't the pushiest or the cleanest <laughs> area, but it was it was safe for us to go out and stuff like that and... Yeah, a lot of my um, my school friends um, give me a stick for living there, but then <laughs> later on, won the move there. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah right. no, it was a it was a safe environment. I guess it had issues. Like every place does, but now nah, I wasn't I wasn't at threat. And going to the school I went to helped because the areas that were notorious so that you're probably talking about, they all came okay, to okay. our school. So our school was known and regarded as one one of the baddest schools. But in regards to the area I grew up in it was fine and I'm sure you know when you have a, an ability like say football yeah everybody I'm just friends with everyone you know what I mean like I can play with all the big kids I can play with all the age groups because I can play football and that was my pass through to to whatever staying out of trouble okay and where did the f love for football come from like would you was you born naturally good at football or did you like have to work hard outside and I would say both I would say a bit of both naturally had hunger to want to play every day um, my brother my older brother played he played for Aston Villa so um, and had a career 
until he was like 32, yeah. playing for Sheffield Wednesday and Bristol Rovers and Stockport when they were in the league. So that helps. Again, people want to be like Big Brother, don't they? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, so playing with them and, and his friends and help me adapt skills and different abilities. Uh, but I, I loved it. And I think that was probably my biggest strength is that I loved it more than everyone else. I just wanted to play all the time. Like I used to finish school, run home, get changed. And before people were leaving, I would go and then just be on the AstroTurf so I could play with them yeah. and then stay there till like after youth club and then <laughs> come home and stuff like that. Nah, decent. Was you always a centre-back or nah. you know, like Sol Campbell, was he a striker and then he turned into centre-half? Yeah, I think everyone was a forward <laughs> and then you just get filtered back, you know what I mean? When you realise your ability is not at the, the level of the forward yeah. players. But yeah, no, I was a, I was a forward um, midfielder then. Like Paul Lintz was my, my hero kind of thing, you know what I mean? And then you realise... As time went on, I realised, yeah, I'm not going to really make it as a midfielder. So Still made it then? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't change it, but yeah, nah, I realised. Because I stopped playing at, what, 14? I went to Wolves and they re- they knew I was going to be a centre-back. Okay. I was like, this hey, for me, man. Serious? So I just come out. Wait, so... Playing, so I went back to grassroots. So wait, you, you get signed by Wolves? Yeah. And you drop out because they wanted to play centre-half? Yeah, so I'd played, been playing midfield and then... The centre back um, was injured, so they said, "Can you play there?" I was like, "Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Play there for one week, and he's two weeks. He's, he's out, and then he comes back, and I'm still there." I'm just like, nah. <laughs> and that was just about the love. I just okay. my love for it was more than anything. It yeah. more than anything. So I was like, "Mom, Dad, brother, I don't want to, don't want to go there." Surely so, they're saying like you're mad. Like, well, my my brother and dad was like, kind of, "Are you sure?" My mom was just like, "Yeah, but well, you're not going back. You oh, don't okay. want to go back." So. <laughs> That was it. And then I just went back to grassroots because it was at the st- stage where you couldn't play for anyone else either. So I couldn't oh, play okay. Sunday League. Oh, okay. I yeah, love yeah. going to play like play for Wolves on a Sunday and then go back to play <laughs> Sunday League, get back quick so I could go and play another game. And then they stopped all that stuff. So that was a, a factor. And then the last year of school, I realised I want to play football or have an opportunity after school. So I went back into it. So what, they just let you back? No. Again, <laughs> our school team is decent. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So we all read off for a trial. Um, well, your whole school team? Yeah, we were decent though. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we all read off for a trial, went to Derby, um, and then three of us got through. Three of us got through to the to the to like the last round. Yeah. And the last round was all the trialists against the team. And they're, they're, they're star man. This time I know I'm a defender. I've, I realised, yeah, if I'm going to have a career, I'm at the back. But their star man um, was a striker. Okay. Um, so I'd obviously done well against him and they said, okay. And it was Steve Round, assistant manager at um, Arsenal. Oh, he was oh. under-16s manager at, at, at Derby County. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So then he, um, and they said, yep, yeah, we want to sign you. So I was going to sign. Um, and our first game was against Wolves. <laughs> but the guy had still been speaking to my dad this whole time and just said, oh, we've been keeping tabs on him and okay, stuff like yeah. that. And it come to, remember, um, work experience. Yes, yes. So I was going to Derby for two weeks to do my work experience. Um, but Wolves said, oh, we'll take him for a week. And Derby can take him for a week. I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then I went to Wolves first week and then they offered me a contract straight away. Decent. My mum said, well, you're not going to live in digs. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so otherwise, otherwise I would have gone to Derby. So why didn't she want you to live in Diggs? Because I would have had to leave home. Oh. And people didn't do that. That many people, they weren't doing that then. Like, it's different now because we know nowhere's that far. But before, my mum was like, nah, nah. 
Your mum was. Your and I was the baby, so I was the baby, <laughs> so I was like, yes, yeah, so you stayed at home. So what, is your brother's playing at this time. Yeah, my yeah. brother's at Aston Villa. So, yeah. what pro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, He's a pro, yeah. So she wants both the football boys close to home. She didn't like, she didn't, she wasn't. I'm not gonna say, I'm not, I don't know this, but she probably would have let him go because he was probably more mature and ready okay. for that than I was. Um, like, because obviously my, I got run over and that. She, yeah. she, she, it was just different. So I was always her baby, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So that was probably why she said, nah. And I didn't, it wasn't an argument. It wasn't a discussion. <laughs> it was like, you're not going to live, oh, live in digs. So walls it was. Fair enough. You see, speaking about your accident, um, I know you speak about it all the time, but you know, like you get some pros who like make fun of it. Like I think Patrice, Patrice Evra. Yeah, Patrice Evra. Been a few. How, does, how does that make you feel? I started to say to him, cause I had to like call him and that and then say like, it's real, this like it's fun on the internet. Yeah, if we see each other, it's real. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's real and better. Yeah, like, are we really about that? Because I'm not that guy, but yeah. I can be that guy. Okay, if, if anyone can be that guy, because what I say is, I've had the stick and this banter for me, whatever. But my kids go to school, man, and if they if they're coming home telling me I could get wound up now, if they're coming home saying, "Dad, someone said this" or "Someone said that." It's on. It's on. Yeah. It's for your kids and that, you know what I mean? So, and I know, like, my mum and my, my both my parents, obviously, had to live through that. So, for people to take the piss, nah, I can't, I can't have it. I guess, I've, I've had people calling me about that as well, because there's been a few people, to yeah. be fair. Lethal Bizzle. Serious? Bro, yeah. Lethal Bizzle. Nah. Yeah, bro. He called it a couple of times, and I, yeah. Bro, okay, so lethal B when you when you see Joe, no, Lynn, not, yeah? no, not, not on the beef since, Yeah, I've okay. seen him since, and he was like, it was it was a calm thing, but because we've got mutual friends. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm a, let's say humble because I think everyone is humble, but I'm a placid guy. But if we go there, I can go there, there. As well, yeah, we're yeah. just there. Everybody, everybody knows somebody, <laughs> so it's never gonna be who you know. It's yeah. just gonna be me and you. Yeah, facts, facts. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? That's all it is. Facts. Yeah. But I guess because it happened so young, you've grown up yeah, I've getting it, yeah, getting it, and you've kind of built that. I'm not gonna let that happen. That happened with me, like in school, I've got a big head, that's why I wear hats all the time, innit? I know the feeling. Like a kid like, slapped my head and all of this, and then one kid done it, and he done it again. The next time he done it, I just punched him in the face. Yeah. Didn't do it again. No one troubled me again from then on yeah. about my head anyway. But um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but as I said, you just gotta it's just part of it growing up, it builds resilience and stuff. But yeah. It's more of the impact it has on others then it has on me yeah facts. I can take abuse I'm, I'm calm with it but if I feel someone else that I'm close to is hurting or affecting then no, I can I can respect yeah. that I can respect that um, so back at Wolves you get your work experience join the youth team back I think these things are gone now like jobs and stuff what sort of jobs did you have like whose oh, boots did yeah. you clean I, I cleaned Keith Kell's boots he's a Coach, hey, coach manager, Oldham, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so he was like the Wolves captain. Um, so I used to clean his boots. Um, who else? Jason Roberts. I, do you remember Jason Roberts? Yeah, so I yeah. cleaned his Wigan. boots for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Wigan and that. Um, and who else was there? I know. Paul Simpson. I think he's um, assistant at Bristol City now. Okay, okay. But again, yeah, they were the the boots I cleaned and obviously did all the jobs and move the goals and and because I was kind of local so yeah. like we had a few boys from um, Ireland that get used to go home at Christmas and stuff but the local lads had to stay in to stay in so I used to have to travel and just just to move the goals <laughs> but that was only for the first year because after that I could train with them yeah, so yeah. I was training with them so I was like nah man I'm not coming in to do this can 
And then it was like, okay, well, you can join in for training. Decent. So I was training. So Decent. What's your favorite? I've never asked this. What's your favorite pair of boots? Ooh. I'm an ambassador for Puma now, so I don't know if you've seen that. I'm joking. There was, remember the, um, the first like T90s, Ronaldinho, and it was like, Wayne Rooney used to wear them all the time, but yes. it was the one with like uh, like a white and a gold. Yes, yes. And the, obviously, the tongue was like a rectangle. Was it it didn't ones? have a tongue. It didn't have a tongue. It was one of the, it just had a big 90 on the side on the instep of the boot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they were probably the first ones I wore that weren't black and like the coach I had, uh, Terry Connor, I was so nervous <laughs> to wear them. Let's just see him. Just for him to see him, I was like, I didn't put them on. I had the like, same kind of routine. Yeah. When I got them, I changed it, man. I thought, I can't put them on until I'm going out. Because if he sees them in the change rooms, it's gonna kick he's going to make me not want to wear them. And then he knew they were coming and I took them out and because I just kind of changed his sponsor, put them on, he said, you better play well today. <laughs> I was like, TC, man. Don't need to wear that. But yeah, he's uh, he was like the biggest football influence on me okay uh, so he kind of the transition from the youth team to the first team he like always seeking his approval okay all the time nah decent decent yeah. shout him out man um i only asked because um my, my one of my mates made it pro and another one of our mates used to clean his boots so we just banter him about it so i'm just asking about jobs yeah now nah, because um like keith kilson tom who lives up by me now he uh like I've known him since he was like like four or five. Yeah. And now when we see out and then we've seen people, he's like, Yeah, he's sticking my dad's boots and that. <laughs> well, yeah. Keith Kill was a big deal though. You yeah, know? he is, he is. No shame But you've that. won the Premier yeah. so yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But you see, like being sponsored, yeah. <laughs> How does it work with like boots and stuff? What? Do they just send you a load of boots? Cause I watch a lot of behind the scenes stuff and there's always a package being delivered, or you yeah. know, in your locker you've got like six pairs of boxes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's mad. It, it depends. Like I knew I didn't want to have so many. I knew what boots I was wearing and, and what style, like six studs for the games. I was never wearing moulds in, in games and stuff like that. But in terms of how it works, you just ask for how many and when you need them. Oh, serious? Like yeah. So like the person who I work for at City, Fergal, he was my Nike rep okay. whilst I was playing. And then he got the job, Man City, the year I joined. And then we were just always friends and still are. And then obviously finished retired and he was like well what are you doing and then he offered me the role nah, there, decent. To, to so what would you do you can't obviously the boots you stop wearing would you just throw them away or just give them away I've got them oh, to be fair I've got well, a, lot a lot of them boots, in the boot yeah, yeah oh, I've got decent. them in the garage I've got a lot of them and just for the kids like the ones that I've I never got to wear which if one of my kids make it then I'll give them um, South Africa World Cup I got injured so I didn't go And but Nike were doing this thing where I, did, I think most of them do it now where it was, all the boots were the same colour just different yeah, yeah. styles but the same colour yeah. so I've got them okay. and I don't think you could buy them until you were like and there's a special edition as well the players were a special edition yeah, so yeah. I got the special edition just <laughs> didn't get to wear them No, nah, decent yeah. decent yeah I think only a few brands do it they don't always do it no yeah I think it's different now but yeah the boot industry is crazy man Nah, if, yeah, if, if your kids enjoy football, they're laughing, boy. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's wild. It's, it's wild out there. <laughs> nah, sick. Um, okay, like you said, you was training with the first team at seventeen. You made your debut at seventeen. Yeah. How is that going from you know quitting because you're a set, you don't want to be a set, then going back and then what two 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 years later yeah. playing for the first team for your like, hometown? Or nah, nah. Local well, town? Yeah, well, team. I didn't support. I supported Villa. 
okay, okay. Up because I was Birmingham. So wait, 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 hold on. So you supported Villa, but you played for Wolves and West Brom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I supported Villa like up until I went to Everton when. Like at them times, we're kind of fighting for the same okay, yeah, yeah. position in the title. So I can't really want Villa to win then anymore. <laughs> but up until I played in the Prem, I wanted Villa to win. Okay. I only wanted to play for Villa. That was my only dream. And your brother played for them as yeah, well? So yeah, so I used to go there and obviously get tickets as a schoolboy. So I'd go to some games and stuff like that. So that was my team. But yeah, in terms of the, the, the kind of transition was was quick. But I, I, and I... I don't want to sound an arrogant, but I knew it was going to be that quick because I knew I wanted it more than a lot of other people. Yeah. There was nothing I wasn't going to do to make myself better. So, like people talk about sacrifices. Sacrifice to me is something that two things you want to do and you have to choose. I, I never wanted to go out. I only wanted to play football. Okay. So I wasn't sacrificing anything. Yeah. I only wanted to do that. So I'm just making that choice to do that all the time. So it was never a thing of, well, that's going to hinder your performance or affect you in training. Well, let's don't do it then. It was that simple. <laughs> okay. And it was probably only the diet thing I kind of had to learn more about. What, you was eating injured. bad? Yeah. Well, I could eat what I wanted and just play. <laughs> and that really wasn't really a thing. I yeah. was kind of of a generation where no one really went to the gym before or after training. Yeah. And then people ate and drank what they wanted. So I wasn't a drinker, but I, I could eat. So, so you've seen actual transitions. So you've gone from the footballers who drink after a game yeah. to like all the nutrition stuff and how have you you're still in good yeah. shape now but how have you dealt with like how have your how do I word this mentally how have you dealt with that sorry um, I don't know again it was it's mad because when you talk about the transition like when I hear like, pundits talk about people dancing after games and stuff I'm like you used to smoke <laughs> and drink surely that is worse than people dancing yeah like, like yeah oh my, yes how how can you I'm compare? the name Paul Merson yeah, yeah. 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 You know what I mean, I'm, I, whatever, whoever it is, Mercy's a cool guy though. He's cool, whoever, yeah, he looks cool. Arsenal saying, legend and that, yeah, I'm Arsenal but, fan. Yeah. But I'm saying, how can you discourage a man for dancing in a celebration or in the change rooms, but you man drinking beers? <laughs> like with Necking a game, couple beer, days, yeah. couple of days later. But in terms of the transition, I was probably lucky that the timing was right for me because when I got injured early on, which helped me be a better professional. Before that, I was just playing on ability. Yeah. And just relying on that where it was explained to me, now this is quite serious injury, so focus and, and that helped. And then like I remember I was at Everton and I was doing warm-ups. And again, at the start, I would be embarrassed to do them because no one else was doing them. So I would like do my warm-up in the changing rooms and yeah. it was, we went from like a few exercises to like 40 minutes. And people was like, what's he doing? I was like, this what helps me. And then I would do my recovery after. So... I was always the last one to come out and see the family because yeah. I've been doing a bike ride or my ice baths, whatever. So again, I just knew it was going to make, wasn't going to make me any worse. So whether it was going to make me any worse or make me better, I was going to do it. Yeah. And that's how I used to think. I was going to ask like later on about, because you had bad knees. Yeah, yeah. Did you have to turn up earlier to see the physio on match days and stuff like that? But you just said like yeah, you're in like, the It was a routine that wasn't, it never stopped. So like I couldn't have more than two days off not doing something because okay. it, would, it would be worse for me. So I knew there's always something I have to do. And because I still enjoy playing now, I still have like things that like functional training I have to do just so I'm not sore. <laughs> if I'm playing like power league and that. I'm just like, yeah, well, I don't enjoy it that much. Were you Astros or Boots man on that 3G? 
no, I'm Astros because I need to slide, man. If I, if I don't slide, I might pop my knee. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just making sure there's a little electric slide in uh, there. I can't turn a shot, but I, I take that over better. there getting injured. Better. So when you make your debut, what's your family's reaction? So you've got Big Bro, who's a pro. Yeah. Mum and dad is supportive. And then the baby has come through it all and now he's playing football. Yeah, it's mad. I don't know. Um, they were just happy in that. We were all just happy. And it was funny because at Wolves, because I was younger than that, so we had to go and do the jobs and we had to go to yeah. all the games. But I would live the furthest because I was Birmingham and everyone else lived Local. Wolverhampton. Yeah, yeah. So it was probably like 50 minutes. But obviously na- night games... There's no buses and that, so they used oh, to give me a driving? taxi. Nah, I wasn't <laughs> driving yet. I would drive past 18, so they used to um, give me taxis if I had to be do my duties and that or stay after games. Yeah. But because it was my um, my first game, like, for whatever it was, my mum my and that thought I was getting a taxi, but I didn't, I couldn't get a taxi. I got the bus home, man. <laughs> what? You had to get the bus home, man. I was in a suit and that as well. Nah. And it wasn't a suit like... It was like trousers and a sh- uh, trousers, a jacket, and like it was a mi- mix match suit. It wasn't a real suit. Yeah. So I'm just sitting downstairs, couldn't go upstairs on the bus and that with my suit. Had, so. Wait, so you just played a yeah, game in yeah. it? Was it championship? Yeah, championship. Yeah, championship. Yeah. And you're getting a bus home. I had to get the bus home, man. Yeah. <laughs> my, they just kind of thought I was going to get the taxi that I normally got, but before I hadn't played, but now Wolves are not paying for my taxis and I'm not on pro money yet. I'm not on real money. Like, yeah. Can't dip into that, man. <laughs> Car, <laughs> That's my trainer money there you're, you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, as a young, like back then, as a, as a young player, how did, how was the transition from academy dressing room where you're like you're the big fish to now the first team dressing room and everyone's looking at you, you're the, you're the kid. Yeah, um, I wasn't. Was I the big fish in the duty team? Well, seventeen debut. Yeah, yeah, but then I was kind of in the first team dressing room, so I was just it, it was quick. Okay. The transition was quick. Like, as you said, I went from, I learned early not to speak because my first pre-season now, we're doing a um, like press day. <laughs> and um, we're just talking and I've just honestly, I like innocently said, oh yeah, I hope to train with the first team. I trained with them a couple of times um, just before Robbie Keane had left. And I said, yeah, hopefully I can be in around it and then potentially um, make my debut or be on the bench come Christmas. Yeah. Obviously, it just said let's got once uh, first team by Christmas. Like that's the headline. So I've gone back to the youth team and that, and <laughs> they had to give me stick. And I don't obviously at the time I'm thinking, what what's going on here? Why is everyone like kind of upset? Yeah, thinking I'm an arrogant like this young kid and that. I was like, that wasn't what I meant to say. So I just had it in my head, but it was in my head that was gonna, that was going to happen. So then come Christmas. It was Millennium. Oh, so, yeah, so there's a lot times, going on. I'm, everyone's going on and I'm saying, I'm not going out. I don't need to go out Millennium, <laughs> where we're So I was just staying in, doing my thing and then training come. And then two weeks into the year, I'm on the bench. So it kind of happened, but I kind of learned early then not yeah. to speak about things before. <laughs> so that was kind of like the blessing in disguise. But in regards to the transition, as I said, it was, it was quick. So I did that. I stayed with the first team then for that half of the season, but we'd still play reserves. And then the following season... I was playing. Yeah. So it was like second year, I was 17. So I'd only left school 18 months ago. And then I was in the changing rooms and we had good pros, man. We had really good pros that I'd spent time with and they met me yeah. aware of how to conduct yourself and my family upbringing as well. My, and that was probably the best thing is that my mum and dad and my brother were like, it's a hostile industry football. If you yeah. know, you know. Yeah. But yeah. As long as no one's 
racially abusing you, physically abusing you, then don't come home and be complaining to us <laughs> about what has been said or what's been done. If they're yeah. asking you to run, run, run. And that was it. So I just had that mindset of, well, I can't go home and tell them because I'm not going to care anyway. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Should drop in it, like... it. Yeah, that was it. So we just did that. And again, the transition was cool. And, and that's what helped, like I say, the older pros probably take to me that I was willing to just get on with what I was asked to do not decent do you feel you you were ready like to step up from reserve academy football unrated football to first team football yeah I, I, because again I was probably lucky in the terms of in terms of my attributes and strengths were relevant at that time so I was naturally quite strong so yeah. like 15 I could handle myself like I could train with the reserves and, yeah and know I'm not gonna <laughs> get, get bullied, muscled out, yeah. you know what I mean? So, and that what the game was kind of about then, especially in the championship, it was very direct yeah. and physical, and I was mobile enough. And then obviously, I learned to harness other skill sets and and not just want to use my strengths all the time. And that was kind of explained to me early. So I was grasping things of, yeah, these things you're good at, these things you're not. Work on them, and don't be in a rush to to do these things yeah. that you're good at all the time. Okay, okay. Um, so the next year you're playing, then you finally get, you win promotion. Yeah. So how old are you at this point when you... Ooh. The Premier League, I was 21 maybe. So it's a couple of years now because, yeah, that was this year I missed through injury. Okay. Yeah, so I missed that whole season um, through injury. No, I'm, let's go back to winning the promotion. So you yeah, play we, no, we only got promoted, yeah. So we got into the playoffs. Yeah. And we lost. Oh, you lost? Yeah, we, the first time. We like, didn't lose in the final, we lost in the semis, but we'd been like high up and then the following season. Sorry, okay, yeah, The sorry. following season. So, uh, yeah, it was my third season. Third season, we got promoted to the Premier League, but I'd missed, I was missing the whole season. I didn't think that was going to happen and then it happened. So, like, you're injured, you're finally in the Prem, like, you surpassed Big Bro in the Prem and you're injured, like, how are you feeling? You're young as well. Yeah, I was I was okay. I'd never oh. been injured before and I didn't know what the Premier League was about. So <laughs> Wait, what, it's, what, it's what, aspirations to play in the Prem now, isn't it? I don't know if it was then though. It was just to play football. I had a simple mindset of just want to play. Like I was playing football regardless of, yes, it was for in the Premier League or Wolves or whatever. Was, I just wanted to play and then when we get there, I didn't realise what it was. Like the Premier League wasn't like now. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? There was one game on a week or whatever. There wasn't <laughs> like no one was getting daily exposure, so it was different. But it was the following year when I got fit, we played Arsenal in the cup, um, and it was Henri, and Patrick <laughs> Vieira, and them boys at Highbury as well. Yeah, and I realised, yeah, I've just missed a good season. This. I've just missed a year with all this. You know what I mean? So then it was kind of realization. So again, it was like a wake up call. It helped me think this is what I want to do. This is how I want to, where I want to play. Yeah. My football. But I guess that experience made you get your head down and then you get signed by Everton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, it was, uh, that was a, a long, frustrating like um, transfer. Like they were still speculating about my knee. Oh, was, serious? That was a question mark, like literally my whole career. So if we scan my knee, it's a mess. Oh, is it? Yeah, How do you play five O's then? Yeah, just because I do the functional stuff. Oh. But, hey, make it not hurt. <laughs> but yeah. on a scan, yeah, it's it's not a knee you would want someone to have. But my record was my medical. So like prior, I got back fit. So I missed the whole year. And then the next two seasons, I was still at um, Wolves. 
I think I played. I, I played every game basically. Um, so I played in every game for two seasons. Went went to Everton, and then they were questioning me and saying, "Well, saying, but I've just played. Yeah, you just played every game, more right? games than anyone in the squad <laughs> the last two seasons." And I went to Everton and played every game for them for three seasons. That's mad. So for five years, I didn't miss a game. That's mad. Like, yeah. so I, I think it was only clap to that. I think there was only a couple goalkeepers that had, in that period of time had played more games than me. So. Um, that was what I prided myself on. It was being obviously not all the games were good games, but, yeah, but just being available was was my medical. So again, hence why I'm going to Man City. There wasn't many questions because they knew I'd be available. They knew I had a structure that kept myself. Yeah. Here. What's your secret? Because to play every game for f- what five years yeah. is mad. Yeah, <laughs> mad. It was mad. <laughs> to be fair, what was my? It was just knowing what I needed to do. So again like Instagram and all these things weren't a thing so I used to, remember I, was, I had a program I had to go on to to the internet write it down because our phones didn't have the internet and write down the program and then do go into training and I probably oh. wasn't even doing it right but because I was the, probably the only one doing it I remember yeah. going in like Monday, Tuesday Wednesday at Wolves but no one was in the gym when I was in there so Regardless if I'm doing it wrong. No one's telling you, yeah. <laughs> no one's doing it. So it's got to be better than everyone else not yeah, doing yeah, anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was kind of helped me develop an understanding. And then uh, I left Wolves and then I realised the level's going to be higher. So I got a sprint coach. And again, just tried to do things a little bit different and make the best of what I had. No, decent. Yeah. It's like you just knew to look after yourself. So yeah, 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 you did it. Yeah. You must have been buzzing. So as you go through your career, you've gone from no one in the gym to like the back end of the career. Everyone's always in the gym. Yeah. Like you've got to go to the gym. You've got to do your rehab. You've got to do your recovery. There's a, a physio and a doctor and a yeah. coach for every part of your body. You're oh, just... yeah. <laughs> like if, if it was now, I'd, be, I'd love it. I'd love it. I'd, I'd, I'd have played on longer because things are catered for that now. Like, as I said, like the first five or six years I was learning on my own way yeah. now like you said the specialists in them areas and them fields and they help you develop and help you stay fit and stuff like that so I'd have loved it I'd have loved it now <laughs> um, how did you find relocating because like you say your mum didn't want you to stay in digs it's hard you know <laughs> my wife I haven't given her a shout out but yeah she needs a shout <laughs> um, she yeah she moved with me up north we had our oldest before and it was tough, man. Yeah. It was tough. Like, our families are from Birmingham. Yeah. We live in Birmingham. So, yeah, to um, to move up there and to just be away from home. Honestly, after two weeks, if Everton and Wall said they would have sent me back, I would have gone back. Serious? Yeah. I would have gone back. So how long did it take you to settle to say, oh, I'm here now? Five, six months. In the season, though. Because, like, at the first, I didn't feel... That um, not not I was respected, but I wasn't like I wasn't that guy anymore. I okay, was, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, not that yeah. I needed to be that guy, but I didn't even know what it wasn't to be that guy. Yeah. So I went to Everton, and I remember like Joseph Yobo, like I'm signed, and he's asking me what position I play. I'm like, rah, this is real. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So now what? I need to be like, okay, so these people really won't know me. So there might be a lot of other players, yeah, that don't know me and stuff like that. So. Again, I kind of had to just rethink of how I conducted myself and the perception of people. Yeah, have from people from Birmingham, 
you know what I mean? So I was aware of all them things. Yeah, and yeah. What helped was uh, we went on a trip. It was later on in the season. And uh, we went to New York. So I'm, I'm playing now, I'm establishing the team and yeah. stuff, getting well with everyone. And we're going to New York and um, the manager's like, we're going there for three days. So you can go out and stuff like that. So I've took responsibility to look after the lads. So I was just on my shows thinking, this is my time now, you know, this is where I shine. Yeah. And then, so I sorted it out. So I was like, when we were going out for dinner or whatever, I, I was arranging So you picked all, all so, the stuff in yeah, your places? So, yeah. Obviously a couple of lads had never been. So yeah. that was kind of, uh, Joel's all right then. You know what I mean? So then every time we went somewhere, it was all on Joe, was, yeah? I was events planner. You know what I mean? So that was my job. That's a bit of pressure though, because if you pick one bad club, you're done. Yeah, and it was catering for a wide yeah, yeah. couple generations was in there as well. You know what I mean? So you got to make genres. Yo, jo, um, yeah, Joseph Yobo, Yobo and Yagielka happy, and also like, like Pinar and all yeah, of that. Them, yeah. them ones were easy because the same in my age, but it was like previous generation to, okay. to this generation that want to drink and want to party. But these want to just party or these want to dance and I'm like, these just want to drink. I was like, we've got to cater for everyone. So, but again, I was like, I would did the music in the dressing room and all that stuff. So I was, I was going that direction. Decent, anyway. decent. Um, let's talk about the Merseyside derby. Did you know how big it was before you went there? Yeah, you, you're aware of it, but it, not to the extent until you're playing any derby. And I, I would, I would never disrespect any group of fans by saying that was the biggest or United okay. was the biggest. I was going to ask that. Because there's no way you can tell me that get, your derby doesn't mean more to you than Another, their derby yeah. means to them. Yeah, facts. You know what I mean? So you can't say, just because they may have a bigger stadium, but Wolves, Wolves West Brom, that meant the most to them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it meant a lot. So I'd, I've had obviously fierce derby experience, but my first derby was nice, man. We won 3-0. Like, they hadn't won for a while and I'm there. Yeah, we're 3-0. Hold nice. on. I'm just thinking, you played in Merseyside, Manchester. Yeah. And uh, went Black Country derby and then Blues Villa. That's mad. Yeah. So, yeah. How do you, like, how do you prep yourself? Because, you know, you, you do you, sorry, do you get players that are like, oh, like, this is a bit mad. I'm a bit nervous. Or is it all? Um, I'm trying to think. Just has anyone game? admitted that? No, I don't think anyone has admitted it like that. Um, but again, it may be the case. It can you can you case. tell? Like, if you punch a pass into someone and their first touch is baggy, like you Ooh. know they're not up for this. Ooh. Don't name names. Just say yes or no. Um, yeah. I've done that a couple of times though. What, baggy touch? Games, nah, baggy pass. Oh. And they've had the baggy touch, it's my fault, <laughs> but it looks like it's their fault. Yeah, I remember I did that to uh, my full debut for England. Oh, yeah. Against oh. Russia. I was nervous then, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's that's, na- that's turf na- as well. Oh, in Russia, yeah? Yeah, it's in Russia. I'm, I'm not, on your knee as well. Yeah, that's a bit it's, mad. It's, it's wild. It's wild. <laughs> but I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm ready to play and. I'm going to blame Micah as well because he broke my routine, yeah? Like, I had a routine before I was getting ready to games. Yeah. And he's just so relaxed as he is now. Yeah. That's how he was and how he was when as a player. So I remember I'm getting ready and just get a knock on the door. And he comes in. I'm thinking, what are you doing? I'm trying to prep mentally yeah, yeah. for my game. He's just sitting there on his phone and just... I'm like, nah, you need to get out, bro. You need to get out, man. I, I, I can't focus. And I, but I couldn't tell him, get out, because then he's going to think, why is he nervous? <laughs> So I just had to make him sit there. Oh, I'm no. just like, yeah, so that kind of broke my prep. But then in the game, what you're saying, balls come to me and like, it's going okay. 
you know when it's going well or not. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the borderline here. <laughs> Ball comes and I've like drilled a pass into Stevie G. But on it, but if he was looking, it's clean. But yeah. it was so hard, there's no way he could have controlled it. <laughs> on the 3G it. as well. Yeah, and it's zipped up. <laughs> and he's like, he's miscontrolled it and he's given me a look to say, Mate. I, I knew it was my fault. <laughs> I knew what I was doing wrong, but I just kind of like looked away as if to say, Steve, you got to control that. <laughs> but it was my fault. <laughs> well, you wanted the defenders like, like that. But if it wasn't Steven Gerrard, yeah? So you're back, where was you then? City or Everton? Oh, I think I'm at, now I'm at Everton. Yeah. Whoever's in midfield. Hey, hold that. Nah, I was never that guy. Nah, nah, nah. I, I've, nah. I've seen some defenders, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Shout loud. Oh, mate, people, yeah. give a shit pass and they're like, hey, fix up or bat something. Batthink, they're called. Huh? Batthink. Remember Batthink, <laughs> Wings of Steel. That deflection yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I know them ones, but nah, I was never... Not to Stevie, anyway. <laughs> nah, that's <laughs> big Stevie, isn't it? Like, what are you players, man? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, back to the derby. You don't really hear much of the Everton side. It's mainly because it's Liverpool... Mm bigger club like you don't really hear much of how Everton fans feel and stuff like that. you just hear the Merseyside derby a lot of Liverpool a little bit of blue yeah. when you lose are the fans upset <sighs> what <laughs> and that's a stupid question but... no but I know what you mean yeah nah because it's, it's, like, it's a friendly derby it's, it's no, a it derby but that's I was used thing. to be so when I first went there and it was fierce but the fans would sit together. Yeah, they're like family in that, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's like families, different houses, the same household have different fans. And I was when I was there, I'm seeing blue and red <laughs> in every section. I'm like, wow, it's kind of cool. And then as it got on, it weren't that cool. Um, really? So, but to be fair, my derby record for Everton wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, we, we probably lost more than we won, but like I scored in the FA Cup game. Front of the cup. Oh, I wanted to give it to them. As well. Oh, he didn't. I was going to. And Victor and Achibi grabbed me and said, don't do it. Don't do it. He's a big lad as yeah, well. So. And he's telling me that to do it. And he's kind of like, yeah, give me the little bear hug. Is he, he's a local lad, isn't it? Is he from up there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he must know, yeah. Yeah, he knew what, what it was about. So, but I was ready to give it to him, man. Because they used to give me abuse, man. Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, real abuse. That's mad. Um, Made it to Wembley with Everton, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost though, innit? Yeah, to be fair though, that was a, a stack Chelsea team, man. That team. Yeah, was, was it Mourinho days or was it just nah, before? Before that, was it Hiddink? Oh, so they had some money then. Yeah, then, oh yeah, yeah, it was real Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, it was Abramovich Chelsea and then like, it was Balak, um, Lampard, um, Prime Essien, Mikel, Mad. Mad. Terry, Cavallio. Sh strongest midfield in the world. It was like up front was Drogba and Anelka. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was stacked, man. And we scored like first minute Okay. And I was like, ooh, here we go. And then they kicked <laughs> off again. And it was like it was the kickoff of the game. It was like there was no change in what... You know, normally you see, you can see, sense it. Someone's yeah. kicking off and... No, there was no nerves, nothing. It was like, okay, we'll just keep on going and doing what we're doing. And then, yeah, they, they scored, I think, Drogba scored a header. Shock. Yeah, he scored a lot of finals. <laughs> yeah. He beat me as well. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, I think it was Lampard. Lampard or Anelka scored from far right. It was a nice finish though, man. Okay. So, that was, that was a stacked team. That was a stacked team. You see that? You just said Drogba, like, when I had her against yeah. you. Are you fuming? Or are you saying, oh, it's Drogba though? What? No, I'm fuming. Yeah. Okay. But Drogba and that, because I used to, they were the type of games I enjoyed more. Saying they early, like, his strengths were my strengths. Not okay, that yeah. I was better than him at the strengths, but... You like the physical. physical. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, when it would come to the physical, I want, I want that. It. I don't want to... <laughs> 
it's a Jamie Vardy and that that's spinning and running down the channels and I'm like nah that's long might do but, my knee yeah literally <laughs> but I know Drabble wants to stand up against you and wants to show you how strong okay. he is so them kind of players I, I enjoyed but see now everyone's a running behind guy isn't it because like, yeah. everyone plays high line this yeah. is what I'm saying we've seen people do things now I'm saying why are we asking every defender to play the same way when we don't ask every forward or every winger to play the same way yeah. but everyone has to keep a high line and just playing to people's strengths like like obviously Vardy sick but like there was people that played like him but no defence played not every defenders or every defence played high so yeah. he just wasn't exposed like Andrew Johnson AJ that was that was the same he, his model was the same just get the touch in behind running behind Darren Bent players that just play on the shoulder we've always seen that but now because everyone's defence wants to play a higher line playing to people's strengths yeah it's mad I, I don't get involved tactically it's just it's baffling everyone's a G I, I blame I blame Pep because he come in and absolutely bopped everyone off the park and yeah, it's just mean, everyone's yeah. trying to pop, like play now isn't it like, yeah like I've seen a few Sunday league teams playing out from the back but see what see with Sundays yeah I'm not, to, man. I'm not to diss Sundays but you're playing against like average like politicians and geography yeah, yeah. teachers and that and then people brag about, but that's a, that's a story for another day, anyway. People so, brag about so, like winning in that. Like I know people that would prefer to play on a Sunday than a Saturday. Saturday for who though? Exactly. Nah. But nah, Sundays nah. you're playing against like you're you're, you're you're substitute teacher in that. And yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's wild. mad. Yeah, it's wild. That. But <laughs> back to you, anyway. Um, you've done well. You you do well at Everton. City come for you. Like this is City with money. I know you wanted to go. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> I wanted to go. Um, I kind of made that clear to the club. Like, I just said basically, the time for, well, I was 27 and yeah. they were trying to challenge at that time. Everton weren't trying to challenge. I was like, I'm not going to have many more opportunities to go to a team that wants to challenge. So yeah. This is kind of where it's at. This is what I want to do. Um, and I understood that they didn't want me to go because we had a good we had a good squad, you know what I mean? And possibly at that time, before the, the squad was assembled at City, ours was stronger. Yeah. But they wasn't going to be patient to see anyone develop City. They were just going to go and get a squad to compete. Um, and I wanted to be a part of that. So, yeah, it was uh, it was like unfortunate the way it happened because the way it's perceived isn't the reality. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I knew the person that was negotiating for both sides knew what was happening and I knew what was happening and I'm always the, the thought process of was I'm going to have to put a transfer request in and it was explained to me you know what the Everton fans are like they're very passionate yeah. so if they, you put a transfer request in and the club leak it there's no going back for the fans wait wait so see when a player puts someone in they don't have to, to no it doesn't have oh, to wow. come out it doesn't have to come out I thought it's, it's just it, no it doesn't have to but it comes out so the club everybody knows you're a bad guy. No, yeah. not you're a bad guy that he's asked to leave. Yeah, yeah. But if you, if like with the Everton fans or any fans say, if he doesn't come out, I know I'm not going. I know okay, I wasn't going. But yeah, if it yeah. comes out, I know there's no going back. So I'm thinking, this is, <laughs> this is interesting. So then it come out, I was thinking, I'm going to have to go because they're not going to allow the hostility between me and the fans to just kind of affect our relationship. So that was what I was explained to me. So I thought, yeah, I, I want to do it. It was hard to do. Yeah. Because you have to like send a letter. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah, you have to literally draft up a letter and <laughs> give it to 
the manager or the club secretary and stuff like that. Well, that so. formal, you can't just go in like see the chairman, like listen. I've I'm been a- saying that for like three weeks before. I'd been going to see the manager every day. <laughs> like I'd been driving into training. I'd like training was say 45 minutes. I'd get on the phone to my brother. We'd talk about the conversation that I was going to have with the manager the whole way in. I'd get out of the car. He'd wind me up. My brother would wind me up to a point <laughs> where I'd get up, go in there, do the same thing. Like literally for two weeks, I was I was doing that. And he's like, nah, nah. He was just like, nah, it's not happening. And then I was training on my own for a bit and then it kind of happened. But listen, you can't turn down. Yeah, and, and I said it even for like a year or so, it was it was hostile because we still, City were higher than Everton, but they weren't competing. Yeah. For So I'm saying I'm leaving to compete. We're not competing. So it's kind of like, but then I've, obviously now, everyone's realised it was the right decision to let's be honest the money you couldn't say no to it could you? I was doing alright before you know <laughs> I was doing, <laughs> things were alright before but yeah I don't, but that's what I'm saying that's the perception of that's what made us a good group at Cities because that was the only reason everyone thought we went there okay you're only going for the money there was a rumour that everyone who they bought like when yeah. they started buying the double your wages but everyone was double like Everton doubled my wages. Oh, okay. Yeah. From, See, nobody from knows that though. No one's signing for less. No yeah, one's going less, to a yeah. new club for less money. Like, pretty much everyone that goes to a new club. It's double, more or less. Pretty much double. Okay. It might not be exactly double, like, but it's it's nice. It's a nice increase. And that's the thing, like, when people say that, like, what I did with Man City, it's the same process that happened with Everton and Wolves. But Wolves were happier, happier to let me go. Yeah, yeah. That's the only difference. It wasn't nothing different happened in the negotiation or anything like that. It was just, okay, we need to let you go. And Everton obviously didn't want to. And that was, that's okay. But the outcome was great in terms of what it meant for my career. I think you might be, no, no. I'm trying to think. This is, you might be the one who's been bought for the most. What I'm trying to mean? think, like twenty, getting bought for twenty-two mil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it was. Uh, I might be wrong. Time. I might be wrong. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. No, no. On that's been on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I confirm, but yeah, but yeah, twenty-two mil. That's not bad. Yeah, it was all right at the time. That's it was all right bad. to be fair. Now that's, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, goalkeepers. That's even like that's like League One and <laughs> yeah, mate, the championship players. <laughs> yeah, them peas now. But now to be fair, and it's never something you, you kind of think about. It was like, I think Rio was thirty, then yeah. There was another defender that was like 27, I think. I think it might have been Thiago Silva at them times going to PSG. Yeah, yeah. And then it was, or Pepe, maybe, going to Real Madrid. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then it was, that was it. So I was in like, at that time, like top four or five purchases for a defender, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was nice. But I was going to play with like Colo Torre. Like Adebayor, Carlos Tevez, Gareth Barry, Aguero, yeah, but I wasn't there then. Oh, you know okay, I mean? okay. So yeah. they came. So the team that was there were like, we're going to compete. We're really going to compete with them, with, with the top teams. See, when you're at City, you get injured again, isn't it? Yeah, man. and you start picking up knocks. Yeah. Are you blaming yourself, or is it just unlucky? Yeah, I never really blame myself because I thought I was doing what was right, and it was different injuries then. Like one was a, um, a knee injury that kind of was just a freak accident. Um, the other was um, a hamstring. That was a bad one. I blame myself for that because <sighs> I missed the uh, I missed the World Cup. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. that was that was frustrating, and it affected the start of the next season for me. 
because I was stubborn and believed I was fit, I didn't do enough training over the off season and came back and I wasn't really fit. Yeah. So then I missed, like I wasn't performing well in pre-season. So it was like Mancini's first year and that's when Colo and Vinny were, were playing. Yeah, yeah. And then later on in the season, Colo got suspended. So I think it might have been the Rooney goal, the overhead kick. Yes, was it three? three I don't four, know what three? the score was, but I think it was that game when literally Colo was due to play. And then it was like in preparation. That day, we told he's suspended. We okay. haven't come out yet. And then I was going to play. So then I played literally. The club weren't going to buy a centre-back. So I played all that season. We won the FA Cup. Yeah. And then I was in the team then. Not decent. Yeah. So then, so when you're injured and you're off-season, do you holler at the club to try and give, like, you know, like you're back now, that like it's new technology now. You can get a plan from the physio and not download it off the internet and write it down. Oh, yeah, nah. To, yeah, I had them from before. The physios were really good, to be fair. Um, or like most of them I've worked with like Steve Kemp who is now the England head physio he was an apprentice so he was one of the ones that helped me probably the most learn like different habits and different exercises because he was an apprentice physio at Wolves second okay. time I'd done my knee okay okay because the first time it was just a shambles so he actually knew you and stuff yeah, yeah so then obviously going through I could always reference stuff he'd said and, and told me to do so I did that and then I went to Everton and they had a good setup. There was a guy who came and I think he's at West Ham now. He was really good. But then when I went to City, they were like really on it. They, I won't say anymore, but they was like always trying to evolve. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they helped me a lot. And as I said, I've always known how important that was for my career. So I paid attention. But at, at, at City, I probably missed the most games for injury, but I understood that. That was going to come. I'd been lucky enough to play six, seven seasons in a row. So yeah, that's mad. It's that's gonna, mad. Yeah, it's do, you, happen. do you feel pressures when you're at City like to win something because of the the stigma that comes with like a, a club that's spending so much money? Like, is it like you have to win something this season? No, we never had that pressure. That wasn't put on us by anyone. There was an expectation of us to do well and yeah. compete. Probably the, the first title, the chairman, like. Great guy. That was probably the only time he's probably said, yeah, you need to win this. Okay. Like, that was kind of the only time you felt like it meant more to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the other times it was just, no, you just perform, just do exactly what, these literally messages was do exactly what you've been doing to get here and we will be okay because the team and the squad we'd assembled was, was good. Yeah. You know what I mean, so. Was that the Aguero goal? Yeah, that was the Aguero goal. <laughs> man. That was, that was, that was mad, mad moment that, did you not think you'd fucked it? I nah. At, at first, no. When they can, when we conceded the first goal, no. When they scored the second goal, <laughs> it got real. <laughs> it got really real. Then that's when I started to like panic and thinking like, and it's funny because I spoke to this about Gareth Bale a few times. Like I'm thinking, I can't go to pick up my kids from school. I can't go on holiday. <laughs> I don't want to leave the house. Like these are the things I'm thinking about whilst we're in the game. I'm thinking. I'm not coming out, man. This is it. This is me now. Like, I'm like, it's over. Yeah, I mean, I was... And then that goes in. Do you know, I remember that because my dad's Liverpool, I'm Arsenal, and we don't want Man United to win the league. So when Aguero comes up, like, we actually celebrate, like, we're City fans. <laughs> yeah, but now the worst thing is, that's what, like... So after that was the Euros. Yeah. And um, Liverpool players, exactly that. Because that meant they... I think that was their 19th. 
So that yes, equaled they would have equaled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it meant like it was real to them. I was like, it's that deep. That's <laughs> it's, mad. It's that's that mad. Deep, yeah. But you see, like you win the prem, you ring your brother, like bro, like you know, I'm He's a prem fuming, winner. Yeah, because <laughs> we were due to. Uh, we went on holiday and obviously this time he's playing. So he'd, he'd had different holidays to me because his, his time off was different. Yeah, yeah. So he was away. So he didn't come to the game. <laughs> it's probably one of the only games he's never really okay. come to when he could have. Yeah, but because he was going back to pre-season a little bit earlier, he had to go away then. And I was going, I don't think I went to meet him that year, but yeah, he was, he was fuming. <laughs> but nah, it was... It's, that's the one thing I could say about my brother. It was never a rivalry. It was never a competition. It was just like, that's big bro. You like, I might be competing with him, but he's never competing with me. Like, that, there was never a thing that was a, that was, that was never played with. That was never structured. It was just, that's big bro. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, all, it's all love at the end of the day, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you spoke about the club always evolving. Was it, was the difference big from when you arrived till obviously no. you've only just left? Was it that big? Like, yeah. you know, you look at the, even the training ground, it's like right next to the yeah, stadium. stadium. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. Like, it's the tr transition is huge. But what I will give them credit for is we were told about this, like, when we were signing, this was going to happen. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. How we've seen Man City now, that has been happening for 10 years and it's been spoke about for that long. Like, this owner, this ownership group is, it's not a fluke. Yeah, they're on it. They own 10 clubs and now one of the biggest teams and clubs in the world, like, that was what their plan was, you know what I mean? So they just made it clear that our responsibility is to to win tr trophies and compete and theirs was to expand everything. And yeah, the transitions, like training ground was smaller. Like we're going on pre-season tour and we're saying we're from Manchester and people asking if it's Man United. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but now yeah. it's, that's not the case now. Like Now everyone's wearing blue now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the city, obviously, like my oldest son, and his friends, like, they don't know or remember really Man United being, they know Man United are a team, but. Oh, wow. Like, this generation okay. of people now, 15 and younger, say from 7, 8 to 15, only know City being the best team in Manchester. So, in That's years to idea. come, their fan base in Manchester will be will be huge. Okay. Whereas, while you've been at City, you must have seen, like, a mad prank or something so mad. Like, you, you played with Balotelli. Like, you must have yeah. seen something mad. Mario, I said, he was mad. <laughs> but I, 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 I still realised that he was 21 at yeah. the time. And he, there was a lot of weight on his shoulders. Like, he was the next big hope for Italy. Yeah. He must have had pressure of being a black player for Italy. You know what I mean? Coming to a foreign country. Um, but, yeah, Mario was... Was entertaining. Um, the one, what I would say, one was we heard he um, he went to collect his car <laughs> like early on. So like, say he's he's bringing his car over, but obviously it's it's right hand drive, right hand drive side. <laughs> yeah, but he yeah. doesn't know that it's the opposite side of the road. So we like <laughs> literally drove it from where we collected it from and crashed it <laughs> instantly because obviously it was new to him. But I'm thinking. I went to Greece later on in my career and I'm driving on the wrong side of the road. I'm thinking, wow, like, this is hard. And I'm yeah. like 30. <laughs> I mean, so 32, 21, yeah. So 21, when you've probably only been driving 18 months or whatever. Yeah, it's, it must have been mad. But again, he was, he was harmless. He just, I just think he, he needed to channel his talent because he was talented, man. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's mad. That's, <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, 
you know, you said you was a Villa fan mm. up until Everton. Yeah, yeah. See, when you signed for him, did that love come back? Oh, yeah. Like, when I left City, I only wanted to go to Aston Villa. Oh, okay, okay. That was the happened. only team I wanted to go for. So and what, you're then, telling your agent, I only want to go Villa? Yeah, so I'm speaking to them. So, okay. Um, Shea Given was there. I spoke to the manager. Um, and the chief exec or the, the sporting director at the time was like, but he knew I wanted to go there. Yeah. This is how to kind of try and take the mic a little bit. <laughs> so I'd, I'd options from three other teams. It was Stoke, Hall and West Brom. And it, only them teams, because they all had British managers, only wanted to work with a British manager now. Yeah. Because I'd played for England on the Capello and I'd worked with Pellegrini and, and Mancini. And now I'm at the stage of my career where I may need to tweak my schedule to remain fit. And British managers would understand that yeah, a bit yeah. more. So that was my decision. So these were the teams. So it wasn't the case of what team you're going to go to. It was who I want to play for. So the Villa one was like key because Lambert was the coach. Obviously British and I wanted to play for Aston Villa. The chief exec knows that I want to play for Aston Villa. So I'm saying these are the offers I've got. Yeah. I'll take less to come to you. <laughs> and he's saying take less than what you're willing to take less for. I'm saying, no. what are you talking about? <laughs> you know these are the offers. Yeah. I will come for this. That's fine. And he's saying, nah, we want to give you this. I say, I can't come for that. <laughs> and I'm, this me and my brother doing this, like, because it's Villa. Yeah. Don't need an agent yes, to do yeah, this. Yeah. Um, this is open conversations. He's saying, yeah, well, we can sign Senderos. <laughs> you have to sign Senderos then. And I went to West Brom. So I went to West Brom after that. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. So they said, we'll sign Senderos. They said, well, Senderos is willing to sign for this amount. I said, you have to sign Senderos. <laughs> Bearing in mind, I <laughs> Better think... Better from you then. I think Senderos is coming from Fulham, who just gone yeah, down. Yeah. And I'm coming from City, just won the league. And I'm saying, oh, okay. you're trying to offer us the same. I said, come on. It's taking a... Yeah. Like, just be respectful. And I'm saying, I've, I've got other options that are better than yours, but I'm willing to take less because I want to play first and better. So... I went to West Brom because Alan Irvine was my assistant manager at Everton. It was really good for me. And then the two coaches, one was Keith Downing, who was my youth team manager at Wolves, <laughs> and um, Robert Kelly was um, like youth development officer at Wolves. So again, I just knew them. They knew me. So I just wanted that more than to play for any team in particular. Yeah. It was like, who are the people I'm going to be working with every day and I'm going to want to give more for. It was linking up with people you, who you met at After, Wolves and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's crazy. It's a small world football. Yeah. It's a small world. But that was, that was a conscious decision when I was leaving City. It was like, I need to know that when I'm dealing with this, the manager or whoever it is, I can look in their eye and it's an honest conversation. Yeah. What was your England experience like? Uh, youth up to the, the seniors. It's horrible. It's the hate going. Really? Yeah, it's the hate going to England. Why? You London man. <laughs> You're different. <laughs> you're, you're different, man. <laughs> you're different. But as I said, it was because of, like, for whatever reason, you London man think anyone from up north soft. <laughs> That's how you London yeah, man was yeah, thinking. Yeah. If he's not from London, there's, there's nothing about them. But that wasn't the case. You know what I mean? But now, nah, in regards to England, it was like, I couldn't really relate to to being away and and that kind of football and it was it was a lot of stuff and there was a lot of there's a lot of politics yeah I was gonna a say politics. was so, it still segregated like split like you got yeah, north kind and of, south yeah. yeah it was like London and, and, and north so like I'll give you an example of even just like the selection process was was weird so there was 
time when me, Kevin Nolan, Sean Wright Phillips, even though Sean's from, from Danny, yeah. but he was up north yeah. most of his time. We were playing. We were playing for like Wolves, Bolton and Man City, all in the championship. Playing every week. But we, we're not even on the bench for the 18s and the 21s. But you're playing first team. We're playing first team and there's lads that are at London clubs playing for the reserves and playing. I'm just like, just just the politics because it looks better on the team sheet that he's representing yeah, Chelsea, yeah. he's representing Arsenal. But we've got 50 games, like 50 real games in the first team. But these men have been making the bench. Obviously, their clubs are bigger. But but in terms of the seniors, yeah, that was really good. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the seniors. Why? Why do you think... Your team didn't do as well Like your generation Like the golden Was it the golden team Yeah yeah that Didn't was, do as I well I was like Don't put me in that You know what I mean I was in that <laughs> squad But yeah I was competing with some of them well, I'm putting you in it you, Yeah you yeah got yeah picked. I was part of the squad But yeah nah The um I think there was a lot of factors But I think the formation Was a thing Like England only played 4-4-2 Yeah And We had players that Were better than that And different Like I'd say if we was to play f- three, five, two, maybe with three midfielders and two up front or whatever. Like Joe Cole, for instance. Talent now, that was Joe Cole when I was young. Like with that social media, we all knew who Joe Cole yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Like before you'd seen him, there was a kid at West Ham. <laughs> Doing a mad Madden, tricks, yeah, mad. Yeah. He was the guy. And then you see him like, wow. But he could only play left or right wing for England. But you put him as a 10. It's a problem. It's a real problem. Yeah. But he wasn't going to get given that responsibility or allowed to play there because England only played four four two. Like we had Lamp- Lampard, Gerrard, and Scholes. One of them has to go and play on the wing. <laughs> like why? It's mad, isn't it? You change your formation and get them all in the team. And now, imagine like, Ashley Cole as a wing back. Big problem, isn't it? Because we never had a left winger really. So just give that responsibility to Ashley Cole and go and play on a wing back. Like it wasn't that hard to to see, but. There's, there's just a, a thing that England, one, we have to play 4-4-2 and we have to wear 1-2-11. I was just like, why does it have to? <laughs> Other teams don't do that. Yeah. It doesn't have yeah. to be that rigid, you know what I mean? So that, that's my opinion on it anyway. Fair. Do you think this generation, including the, the, the team you coach, are better than your generation? I think there's more talent. There's probably more talent in other areas. Actually, no, I don't. Let me think about it. No. I think they're a better team. 100%. Yeah. But I don't think there's more talent. I think if you go through the team, Ash, Rio, John Terry, they play in today's team. I think they play. I'm not saying the others don't play like the current team are are poor. But that's what I think we need to get away from if you're saying someone's better than the other one doesn't mean the other one's poor it just yeah. means they're really good yeah. but like Rooney plays Rooney plays for England I'm telling you right now Rooney <laughs> plays to think. for England I don't care where he's playing <laughs> he's playing Gerard plays for England yeah, I, I, yeah. you know what I mean so in terms of uh, players the generation's probably better previous but team I don't I think this team's better okay I think Walker, I think right back is probably the most stacked it's ever been. Yeah, Walker, Trent, Reese James. Yeah, you know what I mean? But like it was going up. Glenn Johnson was serious though. Yeah. Meeks yeah. had his time as well. You know what I mean? So we had some serious, but it was it was never altogether at one time like these now. Probably yeah. the worst time. 
to be a right back. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Um, all right, let's go back to Villa, yeah? Why did you tweet that tweet? Was it an accident or...? Yeah, it was a general accident. Like, Was it just a picture of the car? Yeah. Literally just that. Because... Who tweets that? <laughs> yeah, so what true. happened is the story goes, Jack Grealish hasn't passed his test yet. I'm telling him to, like, helping him... Yeah. Get, like, get a car or whatever. And uh, he sent me a picture um, of this car, that car. Yeah. I'm saying you can't get that. It can't be your first car. The insurance is going to be wild. Like, you can get the same looking car, but just a smaller engine. It's like a Caden. And that was it. And, and the phone was on WhatsApp. Or the, the picture was on WhatsApp. So it was stayed to my phone. Yeah. And then I was driving home after this, the Liverpool game. And my brother phoned me and said, what's, what's going on? So what do you mean? He said, oh, it's, it's going wild. On Twitter and that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm in the car. Yeah. Driving home and then it just kind of developed from that but because of the stick I was getting and I was kind of made a scapegoat yeah. for that situation anyway I was like no I'm not taking it down <laughs> no chance Better. and the worst thing is I didn't even have that car <laughs> my mum was like should, should tweet the car you really have I was like no <laughs> Stadding fuel to the fire <laughs> what, did you, what did you have doesn't matter <laughs> because um, Stan Collymore went for you innit? yeah 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 so again that was a thing like so I don't know him but I, I knew him yeah. At the time and bef before that, obviously both Birmingham guys and stuff like that. So he kind of like came for me and the people he was working for at the time allowed it to happen. And my point was, you've retired for mental health issues or you said that contributed to your retirement. Yeah. How do you know I haven't got them issues? Yeah, because he could be triggering them, isn't it? You don't know yeah. that. But yet you want to allow and, and cause an issue to kind of, push the narrative of yes it is so and so it is this and I'm thinking I'm 30 I was 32 at the time you didn't even play to you you retired at 31 so you don't know what it's like yeah so you can't compare what it's like or the situation because you've never done this you've never played to this age so it was different so I was just like don't be that guy when and what happened was he he was trying to get personal so I knew it was serious when people that he played with contacted me said, do you need me to out him about some stuff? Because they had some, just some real stories yeah, about him. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I can nah, imagine. man, it, I don't want it to be that. And obviously, my brother was there when he was there. So your brother knows. So I've got real stories <laughs> on him, like real <laughs> stories. I was like, nah, because that's deep. They're deep yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going down that route. So I just had to say, this is what it is. If, if, if it's going to be personal then we can resolve this whatever, however. And he posted the message that I'm what, sending him. I'm the, sending the him DMs. a text message oh, the or DM, whatever it was. And he's, he's posting them. I was like, yeah, he's I, can't moving wild. I can't I can't win. So I just left it then. And then, as I said, it was more people was allowing him to, to, to do that. And I don't think that would happen now because I think the awareness around mental health and stuff. Yeah. I never struggled with it. I wasn't struggling with it. I'm not going to use it as an excuse for performances, but... He didn't know that. So you shouldn't be doing them things yeah. then to, to potentially contribute to someone. Yeah, I hear that. Mm. I'm just like, I'm just going to say, you, if you want you grow in your punditry, don't become one of them pundits who just says something to fuel the fire. You know, like goes with the fans. Like, yeah, like fans are fickle, innit? Like, it's mad because they're probably the only loyal element of the game. Yeah, you're the second person to say that. Yeah, players and clubs ain't loyal. Like, the day you're not good enough, she out, mate. She out. 
You know what I mean? And whether yeah. that be a player moving to a different club or a club saying, I've never seen a club renew a player's contract because he's been playing crap. You know what? Yeah. You've been shit the last two seasons. Here's a new deal. Are you out? But when a player's doing it, it's it's hard for to see. You know what I mean? And I've seen players being told to train on their own and just do ridiculous things and being told to come in at mad times. When just, no one's there. And yeah, yeah, I'm just saying there's a lot of things that happen, but it's only the fans that are loyal. So it's hard for them to see any other side when you're the only ones that are loyal to the game. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. All right. When did you realise it was time to hang out? When, when I was asked to go on trial, seriously. <laughs> when I was, I said, um, it was Bolton and Sheffield. Because again, now I'm making a decision on not moving house. I want to live up north. Yeah. I want to be local to the area so I could be around family and stuff. And Bolton was an option. And I had a couple of friends there that said, you might not get paid. So I'm like, ooh. You that. might not get paid. Yeah, they wasn't getting paid. It was just before they was decline of administration. And stuff. So I was like, oh. I got bills to pay, bro. Yeah, man, I got to keep the lights. Yeah, but up. your money's long anyway. You've won the nah, pen twice. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, but the... England Euros. Yeah, FA Cups. Mate, your money's long. Nah, these kids need to eat, man. Yeah, but yeah, still, I mean, it's just about yeah, savings long. How we zeros. What did Lil Wayne say? <laughs> Too much money and enough money. <laughs> You know what I mean? Fact. So, like, whatever it is, there's always a family member you can help. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, it yeah. wasn't even that. It was just like, that's a situation I didn't want to be involved in. It was like administration and then the um, the Sheffield one come. It was like, yeah, you can come in for two weeks. I was just like, huh? Yeah. I was just like, can't, I can't. I just, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. It didn't make sense to go because there's a stigma then. My stock was already low because of, like, say from Villa to Greece, then to Sunderland, like, that 12, 18 months was was mad because I had a chance to leave Villa. That's probably my only regret. What, not leaving? Is when I, in the January, so I signed in the summer, the January LA Galaxy come. you got to go, mate. mate. Oh, oh, my listen, God. Listen, you so had to go. I get the call, so we're trying to sign me, Nigel, the young, yeah. and Ashley Cole. CVG's already there. So I speak to them and I was like, yeah, we, we, you're the target. We've got other targets, but we want you. I was like, okay. So I speak to them. I'm saying, we've got a couple of games coming up. Let's do it like next week. Yeah, It's going to happen next week. I come out the team and this, it was around FA Cup game when uh, we played Wickham in the cup, FA Cup. And I'm on the bench um, and it went off. Like we drew one one, but it went off. Like we couldn't get out. We had to wait an hour after the state after the game. Wait, is that when Michael Richards yeah, Michael, yes, Michael went to yeah, the, yeah, the crowd yeah. and told him to calm down and oh. just try to diffuse it and all that? So it's gone off. But again, it's it, like I'm one that's been targeted. I'm thinking I wasn't even playing. <laughs> so fast forward three days, we're playing Crystal Palace in the league, and uh, I'm back in the team now, and I'm captain. So as I read out the team sheets, all the home fans boo me. This is before the car tweet. This is, this is kind of when it started. Yeah, yeah. All the home fans boo me. I'm thinking, How, what, what? What have I done? Like, yeah, I've contributed to it, but I'm not the factor that we're the reason why where we are. So I was thinking in my head, I'm thinking, nah, I need to show you today. This isn't me. Yeah. So we played a game. We won their last score. The goal got taken away from me, but I don't know how. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'll score anyway. I didn't celebrate. And um, <laughs> the, the fans day. did though. Yeah, the fans celebrated. <laughs> of course yeah, they did. Yeah, of course. So then the next day, um, Villa say now, it's not going. Shut up. Yeah. And I, but so I would have had to cause real madness. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't and they definitely would have leaked it. Yeah, I, I can't. I could I wasn't ready for that because that was a different thing. Like that was kind of now my family stopped coming to games because the abuse they're getting and I'm getting. So that's kind of why the love lost for Villa fans isn't really there because. Again, I can take you booing me and stuff and it's all fun. But when it's targeted at my family and my kids can't come to the game. Yeah, so it's a like, different yeah, level. Yeah. different. So, but yeah, that was probably only forcing that move to LA. <laughs> your, oh. your kids would have had American accents by now in that man. I would have. <laughs> I would have had this glow to my skin. This would have been done by a Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we don't Zoom around here. Nah, nah, nah. Um, do you feel like your career went quick? Yeah. Yeah, man. When people are saying that to you, like when you're 23, 24, I blink and it's gone. Wow, like, oh, yeah, is is that like I was say my son's oldest son's age now when I started, and I've got a son that age. You know what I mean? Like literally, yeah. I didn't have a kid when I started playing. Now I've got someone that's the age of me when I'm starting playing. So yeah, it, it, I'd start again tomorrow if I could. Okay. I'd go back and do it all again tomorrow, but yeah, it goes real quick. Do you a lot of do you questions there? Do you um plan your future while you're playing? Like you got stuff in place or no? I, got... I didn't. I didn't plan not a career. You plan things that you might want to do and stuff. Punditry was wasn't one. Coaching wasn't one. The sporting directorship wasn't one. And then I retire and then I sat down with people that trust to educate me and, and guide me so then it helped me create a pathway and a plan and that was that was when I started to feel like yeah man like I'm going in the right direction yeah, I, I know I'm not saying I'm going to get there I'm not in a rush to get there but I know like sporting director would be nice you know what I mean academy manager somewhere yeah nice, that's so. sick and it's sick that you can study for it now yeah yeah um that's the thing Last, last one for me before we wrap up. Um, how do you feel about people, players, fan, players, fans, pundits that undervalue people like yourself, Gareth Barry and James Milner? Like you've played till the latter stages of the thirties, and people still say, "Oh, yeah, they're all right." Yeah, I know that's that, that. I'm okay with saying it about me because I'm okay, and I know the lads that you mentioned are okay with their careers, but there's nowhere near enough respect given yeah. to them guys. Like. Let me break down some stats. Gareth Barry got the record for appearances. 94% of his appearances were starts. Mad. Like. And he's what, over 600 games, isn't it? It's wild. Like, that's mad. He's starting, that's 17 seasons. Every <laughs> that's game. Mad. That's mad. Not missing a game for 17 seasons. Like, people can't do that. Nah. Like, the closest to possibly do it is James Milner and he can't really do it. I think he's got a go the next like two seasons and play every game yeah, and, and not, be close yeah. you know what I mean so but Millie again like people talk about professionalism and he smashes pre-season for Liverpool every season mate is but he does everything right yeah it's not luck he's not been lucky that he hasn't got injured he's done everything he needs to do to prevent that from happening so people like that like you've got to they're on the they're on the Ronaldo level of professionalism. Okay. Ronaldo's obviously got more talent, 
than say Gareth or, or Millie, but in terms of how they've conducted their self, they're on this, they're on par with them because yeah. you can't perform for that at long. that level. Yeah, for that long. If you if you're not serious about your craft. Yeah, I hear that. Mm. Listen, Jolyon, thank you for sharing, no man. Thank you. Okay, quick fire round. Um, favorite player? R nine. Better, better. See, a lot of people, your son won't know about R9. He does. <laughs> he does, yeah? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. of you, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, love that, love that. Um, most skillful player you faced? Ooh. Luis Saha. Yeah? Not Ronaldo? Nah, man. Luis Saha, give me a real taste. <laughs> okay, okay. Favourite pre-match meal? Porridge. Plain? Yeah, yeah. No, no, with, with uh, a bit of honey and that and some nuts. Okay, okay. Um, biggest adrenaline rush you've had in football? Ooh. Good question. I don't even know. Oh, Winning say, the Prem. Yeah, nah. Nah? Nah, it was different, man. That wasn't like a moment. That was just like feeling. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. The biggest moment. I'd say. I don't know. I nah, don't no, it's, no, it's, um, What's your stu- superstitions before a game? What were they? What are they, yeah. Uh... Always put my left side on before my right. It's quite common now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, yeah, that was it. Oh, actually, there was and there was a couple of songs I used to have a listen to. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, worst trainer or best on a match day? Yaya Torre. Serious? Guerrero. Yaya. He was, was mess in training. I thought you'd have said Balotelli, but yeah, that's a shock. Um, yeah, because he was like Yaya was the best on a match day. Yeah, the best. Like. That was it. Okay, okay. Um, most embarrassing moment? Ooh. Um, most embarrassing moment? I deflected a shot in at Anfield one time. In the derby? Nah, oh, for Man City? City. So, so, but I was still getting Everton backlash from <laughs> Liverpool, so that was, yeah, that one. Mad. Um, what's your go-to initiation song? I'm a mess mate I, I did Wonderwall at um, <laughs> Everton and then I did <laughs> Mix is still caves me about this today I did a little Wayne song at, at Aston Villa <laughs> I'm going in wrapped a song oh it's horrendous, horrendous. Um, God, I, I've done I've done 21 seconds from mine but Oof. yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> listen it was yeah. mad it was mad um, serious now um, <laughs> any regrets not going to play for LA Galaxy <laughs> yeah yeah sick man Jolyon thank you man no, thank no, you no